money in the house. P money in the house. Podcast game Kanye and Jay Z. <laughs> Up in here. Yeah. Pete's not very well. He's been sick this morning. Uh, yes, repeatedly through the nights. Yeah. If there's any doctors listening, is there a um, drug that gets chemical that gets put in your brain once you've done the last puke in a series of pukes? What a, it, what a start. Well, we do. We are listened to by doctors, but there's a beautiful kind of moment. They want where, some time off. What? They want some time <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> What's that lump? Um, yeah, once you finish doing the pukies, um, y- y- your body goes, Pete, this is the end of the series of 10 or 12 wretches. Uh, and then a beautiful calmness comes yeah. over you. It must be like serotonin or I something. I think it probably is that, yeah. But, you're, but yeah. you start to sweat because you've just taken too much of the hit. I would love to f- isolate the drug, <laughs> the street drug, because I trust the street, Luke, Yeah. Um, uh, that, that gives me that high uh, without the, the, the puking. <laughs> This is not medical advice. No. And this is not facts from well, somebody who knows what they're talking I'm about. I'm asking but, for medical yeah, advice. Yeah, but, but, but what I'm about to say, I mean, I'm fairly certain that's the basis for kind of antidepressants and stuff, right? To balance the serotonin levels mm. and all that kind of thing. So, like, when you go and do something which, which is particularly exhilarating. Yeah. Um, Skydiving. Yeah, for Mustang. example. Or, well, perhaps, depending <laughs> on how well you get on. Um, when you feel <laughs> depressed, like, a couple of days after, it's because <laughs> of the rebalance, isn't it? That's yeah. why people who take... Uh, ecstasy or whatever right. or MDMA the next couple of days they feel bad mm. because their their bodies their brain's trying to readjust it ah, so it's probably got something to do with that but mm. I, like I say it's not it's not official because all we do on this show Pete as you well know scrabble around their own filth yeah pretty much and get people to email in tell us we're wrong which <laughs> happens all the time and you, I would say you'd be surprised but you probably wouldn't because you've no. probably heard it so um, emails, this is the Luke and Pete show episode 199.59 mm. um, and we're very happy to be here we yeah. are hot off well not hot off the press we Luke are lukewarm off the press lukewarm off the press um, hot footed it back from Brighton after a football ramble live show last night that's why I'm ill because I've just had too much fun quite frankly I don't know how alcoholics do it no, you're not ill because of that. I'll tell you why you're why? ill. If you want me to give you the breakdown, I What's will. What's the breakdown? Um, you eat terribly. I don't eat terribly, don't but I eat terribly. You don't have a routine. Un... Nope, that's, correct. that's um, true. You will not learn. <laughs> and you think you can keep doing it, yeah. but you can't because you're going to be 40 next year or the year after. And you have to start taking some more responsible decisions with your life. I am a little and tired I... of people who think moralizing they, think they know. <laughs> No, I'm just trying. It's because I, I care about the eating, you. The eating thing, I don't understand it. Like Pete, when you I'm came in Ill, this morning and you said I shouldn't eat a KFC followed by a fish and chips, yeah. it makes me sick. That was over two days, though. Any normal people can eat those foods, and I didn't eat that many chips. To be honest, the chips were pretty rank. How many chips? I probably ate ten chips out of the it's whole not packet. Bad, it's it? not a bad. Yeah, yeah. Not, not that many chips. To be honest, um, and it was when um, I was grazing on the pop chips, the, uh, the the lime, the delicious curried lime things. No, they that, were uh, uh, Walker Sensations Poppadoms. Walker Sensations yeah. Poppadoms. Yeah, um, that that I think that's what did me in. To be honest, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I didn't have a great night. To be honest, but uh, again, I was having that endorphin hit. Bang bang. I bang, think that's bang, got bang. something to do with it. I think your body probably just needs to do a bit a bit of recovery. I and think it, I need to lie down. To I, Pete, I think I speak on behalf of the listenership here mm. when I say, "Are you giving your body and your mind what it needs?" No, I'm giving my mind what it needs, which is video games and pornography <laughs> and everything and uh, fine fiction. What's, and what's the fine fiction? <sighs> um, I just finished one book. It's not fiction. <laughs> it wasn't fiction. fiction. I know because yeah. I remember seeing you read it. Yeah. I You're take so long bastard. reading books. It's, I don't have a commute, so if anybody if anybody works like right around the corner from uh, where they live, um, how do you like read books? How do you consume media? Because I find it very difficult to uh, get things done. 
Um, I I just squeeze it in. I just squeeze yeah, it in, mate. Yeah, but you've got a longer commute than you've got an hour. I can get 20 minutes but on a train. To be honest, though, I don't do an awful lot of my reading um, on the commute. I, I try to put some time aside when I'm home. Right. Because what I end up doing is I end up, if I ever get into that position where I'm not working and I'm just sat down watching telly, yeah. And I'm not actively watching something I've chosen to watch, i.e. a football match or a drama series or whatever, or a movie. I, I've got this switch in my brain which just goes, why, why are you doing this? Why just you doing read, this? turn it off, turn why telly off. Why around? Because I'm also one of these people who I can't really read very well if I've got a lot of stuff going on. Right. I can't read when I'm listening to music or when there's something else happening. I can't work when there's um, a lot of music. When people have music on, when people are like talking and stuff, I find it quite disruptive. I think I've just been alone for such a long time. I'm quite a solitary chap. Oh, you poor boy. Oh, poor, poor little sausage. Little lonely boy. So how's your week been, Luke? I mean, obviously we've been on tour. We uh, had a walk around. Uh, we had a lovely walk around. What city was that? Northampton. Yeah, I was going to bring that Beautiful. up. Because I'll tell you what. Oh, oh that was a, bit <laughs> a little bit of a uh, little bit of. Um... Oh, I know what this is. A little bit of the bubbly in my life. A little bit of the bubbly <laughs> by my side. A little bit of the bubbly. That's all I need. A little bit of the bubbly. Right. So I have a problem with long. memes uh, and Luke. <laughs> They stick to him like a limpet. <laughs> Big shouts to uh, to Sanch for sending that in. Right. I, was, I, I couldn't believe my luck couldn't when that dropped into the luck. inbox. Right, but but sorry, I, I just do you know what happened there? I thought I just oh. know this is going to run and run. I'm going to be hearing a little bit of the bubbly. I thought fucking hell, that guy he sent it in, and I forgot to put it in my prep. So I was right. like straight away, find it, find it, play it now. So don't forget. Nobody knew. So anyway, thanks very much to Sanch. Hello yeah. at LukeandPeach.com to send in your memes and all that other stuff. We we Pete and I found ourselves fate um, meant that we found ourselves in Northampton mm. on a Friday lunchtime slash afternoon uh, with nothing to do for a few hours. Mm. So we went out for a little walk, didn't we? Yeah. And I and you're probably going to take us the wrong way. Okay. And I think some of our listeners are going to take it the wrong way, but uh-huh. I don't want them to. Right. But when I say this, it's said with affection. I really love walking around towns with you just looking and noticing what you're interested in. Yeah, okay. Because I find you a fascinating human being. And when I see you walking around like a, in this case, a provincial town centre, mm. I, I, I am obsessed with what takes your eye, what you think about it, what, 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 how, how your brain processes it, because it's completely different to me. Right. So you were fascinated by... The Nokia 3210s. Yeah. The, Nokia, the mobile phones. The, 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 the knockoff mobile phones in the covered market in Northampton town. Yeah. And you, you were quite intense about it. Well, I just, I just, all technology being repurposed, but not really being repurposed because you can't really use those mobile phones mm. anymore. Yeah. They're, they're unworkable. Yeah. Um, but these guys have just got it. It's in my collection now. And if someone wants to buy it, they can buy it. But, and, and another example of this would be we walked past an old building, which I think dated from like 1718. It had a plaque on it saying mm. this is the original site of the first local newspaper, newspaper yeah, yeah, yeah. in Northampton. And you gave that probably five to ten seconds of your time mm-hmm. on the other hand straight into a cash converter couldn't believe you like <laughs> you, I, I've never known anyone to be so passionate about going into a cash converter I love tech I love uh, I love uh, um, orphan graphics cards yeah I love old um, iPods <laughs> I just love that this these machines that were coveted so, um, so much back in the day that these poor Chinese workers in Foxconn piled them all together um, spent, you know, very huge amounts of care and attention because you can't really do that with machines. You have to do it physically with, with eyes, eyeballs and fingers. Mm. Um, and these people took so long putting this thing together and 
within a year, it's on the shelves as cash converters and nobody gives a shit about it. That's, that's all the while, all the precious all metals pulled out of the ground in Africa, you know, poisoning the poisoning the planet, and then they're just in cash converters and nobody wants them. Apart from I you. mean, I mean, they are very expensive in there. <laughs> Let's make that very you clear. You want them, don't you? But like little old CDJs and stuff we were talking about at the times yeah. we DJed on them, and you said, I only play vinyl. I was joking. Like though. a... I didn't like actually silly. say that. What I said was, I only ever use Technics 1210s, which is a joke, because I can't even, I can't mix, so I, that's, that's a joke. Um, what did you make of Northampton Town Centre? Did you find it any different to I any like, other provincial town centre? Um, I like the fact that a modern provincial town centres, uh, we saw this in Liverpool, we also saw this in Northampton. Um, a lot of shop, uh, you know, a lot of um, shopping centres, the rent is very high. You know, that's certainly the case in my hometown of Hartlepool. So a lot of the vestibules, a lot of the... Um, uh, the shops are empty because they just can't find people to spend that amount of money to fill them. Um, and again, we've seen this twice. They just put um, table tennis um, tables in there. And so like the local youths, yeah. the disaffected youths can go and play a bit of table tennis and become really good at table they tennis. They were actually very good as they well. They were very good, One yeah. of them like Hector Bellerin and he was brilliant. <laughs> you were hanging out at the door because you wanted to school me at table tennis even though I repeatedly said, I'm not playing you at table tennis, Luke. This is just you wanting to show off that you're good at table tennis and I'm terrible. Um, you wouldn't play me when we were in Menorca either earlier in the summer. Well, because I can't play table tennis. It would be a waste of time. I'll play you in pool, but I just can't play table tennis. It's not I'll a play thing. you at pool, you're rubbish. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Um, we also went into a shop called Menkind. Was it called Menkind? I think it might have been called Menkind, but it was men's interest, the sort of tat you'd see in a... A man cave. But the, but the more I look back on that little afternoon, right. the more I am a lot. impressed by how well you sniffed out any kind of gadget shop. <laughs> Dang, straight away, there it is. I'm going straight in there. There's me piece of shit, Crash Bandicoot figurine. Yeah. Yeah. Here's me here's me old uh, Commodore 64 um, retro gaming system. You, you're quite obsessed with the massage chairs as well. Yeah, because they look a bit porny, don't they? they There's they a bit, a bit something a bit perverted about it. They yeah. sort of, they sort of jerk around in a dirty kind of would way. Would you, would you ever think about changing one of your wipe clean gaming chairs for one of those? <laughs> I'd admit him, I'd admit my house. He popped in and he saw, you know, my sod little grief fall out after mentioned, um, and he looked at my chair and he was like, "Oh, what's that?" I was like, "Oh, it's my gaming chair." And he sat down and he went, "This is a wonderful chair." If you, if so you I do think, something other than gaming, does it kick you out of it? <laughs> get, your hand off, get your hand off that fly yeah um, no it's uh, yeah it's, uh, I think everyone should have gaming chairs they're very comfortable my wife would leave me <laughs> she would instantly leave me have you ever uh, brought to subject of getting a man cave it, I mean apologies to the people who do have man caves but I do I'm sorry alright my house is one big man cave but I would not ever conceive of a period of time where I <sighs> would have a man cave. This is very rich. Very depressing. This is very rich from you. you your mean? whole house is like that. Well, because I live alone. That's what happens when all of your things are in a place. Like that, And I happen to like things that, yes, would belong there, in a man cave. There was talk when our garden was being landscaped that I was going to have an office down the bottom of the garden. Aye. But it became like prohibitively expensive. Mm. But my, you know me, my, my, my man cave in quotes in the bottom of the garden would just be really boring, wouldn't it? Yeah. Maybe it, a computer, maybe a guitar. Yeah, maybe some books. That's it. <laughs> Pathetic. Maybe a book where I can have a porn mag inside the book. <laughs> there was a uh, there was a blog who posted uh, pictures of his man cave on uh, presumably a gaming uh, forum. Well, you talked about Reddit. There's Reddit threads. Yeah, like depre- yeah, depressing yeah. Uh, man caves. Just awful. I don't know what 
you know, when I uh, moved into a house, I had, I had an office and I was really into, you know, Jean Le Carre and, and, and Tinker Taylor, the, the film, the aesthetic. Did you call him Jean Le Carre then? Jean Le Carre. <laughs> Jean Le Carre. Um, uh, and I wanted like a kind of 70s kind of box files and filing cabinets and all typewriter kind of aesthetic. And I kind of got there. I bought like an old Swedish um, dresser that kind of looked like a cool kind of 70s uh, desk and, you know, got a lovely um, kind of um, 1920s Russian lamp. And uh, I did a lovely little bit of work on it. And um, and then I spit with my girlfriend and it's just kind of scattered. So now I'm living with a filing cabinet in my front room. I don't need that in my life, do I? No. no I just have to get rid of it. Needlessly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very hard to fly tip in the middle of Seoul. You know what you need? A <laughs> little bit of the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. Um, one final thing on Northampton. And we're not picking out Northampton for any particular reason. It just, it just, happens, it just happens to be where we were. Mm. Um there was a vape shop there <laughs> called Electro Mist, which is amazing. It's just went, amazing. You went in and, and wanted to bother the lady, but I ran out because I was so you're embarrassed. You're too scared to talk. You're scared of people. You're, you're best, scared of your pe- best friends are gadgets, aren't I'm they? not scared of people. I just don't like... I don't like to bother people when they're at work because you ain't going to buy any vapes, so why are you bothering but, them? But Yeah, but let's do this as a thought <laughs> exercise, right? right? That's fair. Fair enough. That's one point of view. Mm. From the ladies working this point of view, she doesn't know I'm not going to buy a vape. She doesn't know that, right? She right. can't know that. That's okay. point number one. Yeah. Point number but two. You're, gonna disappoint, you're ultimately disappointing someone. Point number two. She's going to get a sale. She stood in that shop all day. You know, she's probably just CBD wants, oils. She just wants to chat. <laughs> she doesn't want to chat. She wants to be not bothered. She wants to work. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com. If I walked into your shop, would you want to chat with well, me? Well, she's listening to, uh, listening to Luke and Peacher. They probably like half of us, which is probably you, because no. you bring the facts and admin. And the health. And I bring the, I bring the health. Yeah, you're um, a big strong boy. Um, the, there was also, fascinatingly, there was a vaping watch in there, wasn't there? It looked oh, like an yes. iPhone watch. I what's what's sure. an iPhone watch called? Apple Watch. Apple Watch, yeah. I wasn't sure what was going on there, to be honest. It's very but, but it's funny. It's interesting to me because I saw the exact point at which... You the, get the whole out. No, your, fascinating, your fascination with gadgets was trumped by your awkwardness around people you don't know. Right. And you still legged it. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to... Buy, like, she was having a really intense I competition like, hey, with a vapist. There's a fucking vaping watch in here. You get back in here. <laughs> Yeah, it was, she was talking to a to a vapist and she, a serious, they were having a very, serial vapist. They yeah. were having a very um very intense conversation about vapes. Turns anyway, out anyway, and that's Northampton, and that's Northampton. God bless you. God let's, bless let's you. have a break. Come back, and we'll do some emails that won't be about Northampton. Hopefully, mm, yeah, might be. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. 
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, the first step is to find the right position for you. Put your hands down and lower your chest to the ground. Just do that and pretend that you're <laughs> holding poop in. And it should sound a lot like this. Still funny, isn't it? It's still <laughs> the funny. Crisps, it's the crispy. Welcome back get, to Luke and Pete show. I can't get on with, I cannot get on with, who, who like that boy will have grown up. I mean, I presume it's the bloke who's doing the farts or something. I, don't, I can't figure it out. Who's doing the crisp eating? Mm. He's somewhere swanning around the world. The secret crisp eater on that little clip. Crisping and farting. Crisping Mills, like doing his, <laughs> doing his thing. Uh, and we don't know where he is. And I want to know that man. I'd I'd love to, that would be a very underwhelming documentary, but finding Crispy Boy. Oh, Gimlet would do a podcast Gimlet. about it. <laughs> um, hello at Luke and Pete Show, of course, is the email just to get in touch with us. Yeah. Um, someone who's done that is Jack, who says, Greetings. On one of your recent shows, you were talking about a list of unusually named chemicals and mentioned the boring names that astronomers give to newly discovered planets. Mm. Remember that, Pete? Mm, kind of. Well, uh, good. Jack says, as an astronomer who has been an author on a number of planet discovery papers, showing off, I thought I could shed some light on the reasoning behind the names. The general convention is that planets are named according to the star they orbit, followed by a letter. Ah. The stars themselves can sometimes have names that are just long stretches of numbers, depending on the star catalogue they are part of. Hence, you end up with planets like, with names like HD106315b. The general convention with regards to the lettering is that A is the star. The first planet discovered around that star is given the letter B. Subsequently, if more are discovered, they are given the letters C, D, E, and so on. Is there a little card system for this, like in a library? Is the Dewey Decimal System? Should be. Kind of it sounds like kind it. Of it's actually very interesting. If these planets are discovered by a survey mission, e.g. Kepler, which was a space-based telescope searching for exoplanets, mm. then naming is sometimes slightly different. The survey itself will often name the star, giving it a number that corresponds to the order in which the planet was identified around it, e.g. the first Kepler planet discovered would be named Kepler-1b. Oh, that's a... It's what? So a big business, just because they've got a big telescope. Ah, uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Someone Capitalism who... in space, I'm not having it. And well, Jack should be getting involved in this. should be yeah. Jack 1B. As someone who works part of the ground-based exoplanet survey, I think that the reason for this is that when these planets are investigated in the future, the name of the survey will live on. It's a nice bit of free publicity. Mm. Um, it's boring, I know, but there's more than 4,000 known exoplanets and more being discovered all the time. It would be incredibly confusing, albeit more fun, if they were giving... Funny, given funny names. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't sort of do that. that it would, would be there would be no basis to it, would it? No. Yeah. 
Um, by the way, the Kepler Space Telescope is named after Johannes Kepler, who was an astronomer. I don't think it's, it's not a corporation or a company or anything. No, but presumably... No, but who's funding this, though? Uh, well, Kepler... It's, I mean, it's Kepler different space agencies, be, right? Yeah, so, exactly. So, I mean, Kepler must be... A, it sounds like an, um, a third-party explorer. Wait, you wait until we all decamp from this planet when it dies and, and head to Elon Musk 1C. <laughs> He's too... He's too stone on bifters to care, quite frankly. That that meme of him having a joint on Jack on Joe, Joe Rogan is amazing. <laughs> His face is amazing in that. You he's, got he's eating vinegar. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Dawes, come with email. Hi Pete, can I add you on Steam? I've only got a couple of friends on there. Uh, you kind of want? Uh, it's, I think it's Wizard and Chips. I'm not going to talk to you on it. Well, can you talk to people on Steam? I thought Steam was just yeah, a place to download okay. games. Download games and play with your friends, so you can find friends to play with. But I never sort of get involved. I, I only play single player experiences on there. Who, who, who emailed him with that? Uh, Jonathan Dawes. Johnny Dawes, if you've got a gaming chair, you're in. <laughs> gaming, <laughs> you need a gaming chair to play in this game. Gaming bros. Uh, Gabe, hello, Gabe. Hello, Luke and Pete. Long time listener, first up email. In episode 199.58, we've actually got our own yeah. system for that. Uh, Laps 199.58. <laughs> you spoke about... Um, I spoke out of Prince Nazim uh, Hamid uh, and uh, wanted to share a mildly interesting anecdote concerning him. My dad is a semi-retired journalist and was asked to cover one of Prince's fights in Glasgow in 1996, I believe, for The Guardian. Uh, the fight was at the SECC and was obviously top of the bill, so he's told the print deadline will be pushed back for his 800-word report on the fight, a proper hold-the-front-page situation. Prince is making the first defence of his WBO uh, featherweight title against uh, Side Lowell uh, in uh, or Lowell maybe in front of a crowd of 8,000 people and unfortunately for my dear father there wasn't uh, much action to write about three punches to be exact yeah I remember that uh, the 22 year old knocked out his challenge in 35 seconds though to my old man's eternal credit he did somehow manage to wring 800 words out of it I do enjoy we were at the uh, US Embassy getting our uh, oh this is a good story this year for, um, for the US uh, Ramble Tours RambleLive.com come and see crying out loud um, and there was a guy that I spotted there who was a journalist who wrote for the Times I think at the time uh, I went out with him to the first uh, date on the Wrecking Ball Bruce Springsteen tour uh, I've probably told this story before but uh, basically we had a situation where Bruce Springsteen finished his um, his mic check his, his, his run through uh, and kneeled at the front of the stage and, and assembled something like 30 journalists and I'm calling myself a journalist for the mm. purposes of this uh, story uh, huddled around it and uh, basically just threw questions at him the problem was um, I obviously only had one question per journalist so I was thinking I'll go and steal everybody else's journalist uh, question um, but the problem is all of the other journalists were Italian, so all they were doing was asking about his Italian American heritage. Yeah, <clears throat> so I couldn't use that on the show. Pointless, absolutely pointless. <laughs> but uh, there was a. The, How the dare they not do your work? I for know, you. I know. Yeah. The bloke uh, who was there for the Times, I think it was the Times, and I, I can't remember his name, even if I could name him uh, and, and mug him off. He uh, asked the question. He looked very much like a rock music journalist. Yeah, yeah, he looked like he's. Um, he looked like a. A bloke who may have played keys in the Dolls back in the day. I think he looks like he could have been in OK Cream. Go. Nah, Cream. No way, no way that cool. He was wearing flares. That doesn't mean shit. A lot of the time. That doesn't mean shit. And by the way, Ginger Baker passed away this week, <laughs> oh, so a did, bit of respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, all of his pictures, I think, oh, teeth in the 70s were terrible. <laughs> British teeth in yeah. the 70s, awful. I would recommend, sorry to Solid interrupt, block. but just while we're on the subject, I would recommend heartily Mm. Anyone who's not seen the amazing documentary Beware of Mr. Baker about mm. Ginger Baker, 
in in the week that he sadly passed away. Very, very complicated guy, very problematic guy as well, no question about that, but an amazing life mm. and an amazing um, career as well. Just, it's well worth watching. He is completely insane. I've told the story about when I went to go see that show at Film Live with um, a music journalist um, before. I think I have anyway. If I haven't, email in and I'll tell you it next week or whatever. But uh, it's a uh, it's an amazing life. Very, very strangely lived. And it's a good uh, documentary to watch. Beware of Mr. Baker. Sorry, Drummers, they're mad. They are. Uh, yeah, uh, this uh, Thai journalist asked Bruce Springsteen about, um, you know, how can you sing about uh, the working class and, and, and the, the Rust Belt and stuff like that uh, when you are a multi, 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 multi millionaire. And he's like, oh, I get asked that question every fucking tour, basically. He didn't say the F word, but he, yeah. he was just clearly annoyed. Um, this man managed to get a, I think, four page spread out of that. Mm. And uh, Bruce turned to me and said this with a wry smile. There was no wry smile. No. He was pissed he off. He was pissed off. Yeah. Um, but I, I watched him sort of during the first um, few That's journalism, baby. Just, just, just tapping away on his laptop. And he, uh, yeah, he managed to smash out writing mostly on his iPhone. Uh, in his hotel room, amazingly. Uh, yeah, a lot of respect for that. Like, what were you get... doing in his hotel room? <laughs> just hanging out. Uh, just uh, yeah, he was. He uh, was. It was a nice block, and he managed to get a good, you know, over a thousand pages on out of a thousand pages, over a thousand uh, words on sod all absolute um, gas the US embassy for visas is like a fascinating place because everyone has to go through there mm. so we had that guy there we also sat opposite an actual supermodel as well weren't we it's not a super, you can be a model without being a supermodel supermodels are 80s 80s they okay. are well, yeah, no no but supermodels are like um, who's the one who's in films little pixie cut you should go out with um, St Vincent oh, no. that, I would say that's a supermodel Cara de Levine. yes okay, there we yeah. go. I'd say that's a supermodel yeah okay a model is not a supermodel or Bella Hadid yeah, who's that? Is that one of the um, Kardashians? It's just a name I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a model, get, an actual model. I get, but tired, the point, but, I get tired by modern the, you know, but, life. Just but the, pe- point, the names I need to remember. Uh, what about this from Sean who says, Wagwan boys, uh, but Pete specifically. Just wondering if you've got a P.O. box or anything of the like. Listening to one of the previous shows, you mentioned you love a bit of the old black pudding. Little bit of the pudding. And I'd like to send you over a few from Ireland. This isn't a euphemism or anything like that. I can't stress that enough. Holler at me with an address and let me blow your mind. Again, definitely not a euphemism. Blood sausage through the post. All the best. Keep up the good work, Sean. Is the postal service really needed for that purpose? What do you mean? For one man who doesn't know another man to send him some black pudding? Uh, are you like, uh, does it need to be refrigerated? Hmm, good question. I'm going to say mm. yes, actually. I'm going to say it's probably one of those things. I was thinking about this when I was drinking a, again, probably down to me being very ill, um, when I was um, drinking uh, a Starbucks um, sort of latte kind of macchiato thing a couple of days and been in the fridge. I was like, hmm, mm. yeah, it's definitely going to turn this. Isn't it strange that people who criticise me for having a milky tea enjoy lattes? I don't enjoy them. It was just well, what was in the Starbucks. Step at me if you've never had a latte, otherwise leave my tea alone. Because <laughs> the coffee, a latte is just the partic- same, but with particularly coffee. Particularly milky. Um, so you, do you want the black pudding or not? Um, yes, I would like the black pudding. <laughs> okay, well, we'll arrange we got, that. Why haven't we got a PR box? We'll arrange that. Well, you could just send it to the office, couldn't you? Screenworks. Don't give the address out. On why? The, People on can the... send stuff. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Screenworks. <laughs> if you're going to take someone's hands off, it's not going to be us, is it? With a bomb. <laughs> We don't open it. So it's no, fine. exactly. Yeah. Good point, yeah. Screenworks in North London. Email yeah. us and we'll email you back with our oh. address and you can send us black pudding. We'll eat it like we ate that space oh. food that time. The French eat it raw. I am... Um, Baby. Do they? Yeah, yeah it's French though. <laughs> I, I, I was looking back through the photos on my phone the other day and there was a photo with you with your hat of your hand with some horrendous brown stuff on it. And I was like, why have I taken a photo with that? And it took me about 10 minutes to what remember. It? it was space food. Oh, yeah. We've been eating space food. Ugh, that was gross, wasn't it? 
Uh, yeah, well, it wasn't too bad. It tastes like a sort of quite basic uh, corn corned beef. beef. Wet corned beef. Um, I've probably got one more email here. Or do you want to do one, Peter? No, get involved, man. All right, I'll do it. It's uh, this one Because I'd here. already isolated the um, black pudding. <laughs> here we go. This is from Mo, who says, Hi, guys. Love the show. Um, just thought I'd chime in on the cats and animals on planes topic you talked about on the last episode, mm. given that I have some experience with that myself. A couple of years ago, my wife and I moved from London to her hometown Italy with our cat, Meow. And let me tell you, it's neither easy nor fun. <laughs> when we asked the airline, we were told that our cat had to travel via an animal freight agency. Oh. After asking around, the cheapest offer we received was around £800. And then we read that air travel isn't great for animals, so we decided against it. So in order to get to Italy, we first took a train from London to Harwich and then an 11-hour ferry to Hook of Holland. My wife's dad and sister met us there with the car and we drove 18 hours to Ravenna. I mean, a distance that we could have covered in two and a half hours by plane ended up being an almost 30-hour long trip. The most interesting thing about all of this is finding out my cat's EU passport was much more useful than my Egyptian passport upon our arrival based on the varying levels of scrutiny our passports received by the Dutch border agent. <laughs> Going a couple of episodes further back, the fact that T-Rex existed closer in history to us than Stegosaurus, it's another topic we were talking about recently, reminded me of the fact that Cleopatra lived closer to our current time than she did to the building of the pyramids. Uh, anyway, thanks again, and, and please bring the Ramble Live to Italy. Cheers, Mo. Um, that's quite interesting. I mm. don't think I'd like my cats to travel anywhere like that, certainly not on the plane with someone else. I'd, be, I'd just feel like it would be awful. Yeah. Could you disguise a cat as something else? Mm. Like a support dog or something? I'm only speaking on behalf of my cats, and I'm a terrible, like, pathetic pet owner, but because um, I just love them so much. Mm. They would just be so scared, and I'd feel so bad about it. Yeah, but they've got to get somewhere. If they've got, if they've got to be somewhere, if they've got business. Yeah, true. That's up to them. Give How are they going on their business trips? Give them a little cat, cat volume. I'd love to see a cat in a ball of hat and a, um, a stick. They're probably, um, they probably do a lot of their business um, via Skype these days, via FaceTime. I thought I was looking for a pun there, but there's nothing. I was trying to think of a pun, I could think of one, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Good. Um, with that crashing end to that email. No, uh, I got nothing. What do you think about the Cleopatra thing? Uh, what was the Cleopatra thing? You weren't even fucking listening, were you? Cleopatra. I was thinking about the. I was thinking about how useful our passports used to be before Brexit, because it used to be one of the most powerful passports. And now, try and stay in the room. I am staying in the room. All right, I'm um, thinking about the passports. According to Mo, who's Egyptian, Cleopatra lived closer to our current time. Yes, than she did to the building of the pyramid. Okay, right. So, given that the big licks there, he's put about three thoughts per email there. It's not. Right, I can only. It? I can only kind of. Mo, next time do it on a separate email with a different subject so Pete can keep up. <laughs> we want All a right. bit about the Egyptians more. Yeah. We want a bit about the passport and then we want the bit about the cats. Yeah. I'm not a cat guy, so cats, you know, I'll, I'll switch. I'm allowed to switch off with those ones. Give me some dog emails. I'm there. Yeah, I'm the cat side of the fence. Pete's the dog <laughs> side of the fence. And we fight like cats and dogs. I do like dogs as well, though. Anyway, let's get out of here. That's about enough time for this <laughs> time around. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Uh, we'll be doing the show on Thursday before we go off to Bournemouth for our next uh, live show, ramblelive.com for tickets. It's been lovely talking to you. Hello at lukeandpeach.com to get in touch. Please do send your emails in. We love hearing from you. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye now. was a Stakhanov production.